Run ball. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Justified Culture's Moto Ice Wrap as well as Traction MX Seat Covers. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got Jimmy Sloan. Jimmy, how's it going? I'm good. How you been, Brad? Hey, not too bad whatsoever. Spring has sprung up here in Canada uh, this weekend looking to, to pull out the motorcycle. But uh, I want to talk to you because uh, you're a guy who uh, who twists the throttle on weekends. You're you're getting better with the, the filmmaking every single day, it seems, and uh, driving more and more people over to uh, at Free the Peeps on Instagram. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about what you got going on lately there, uh, Jimmy. Dude, I've been traveling, man. Like, right now I'm in New York City. I'm headed to an airport, and I'm flying to Miami. I'm shooting a pedal thing tomorrow. Uh, but it's been it's been fun. I mean, you, you get a little worn out sometimes traveling a lot, but but I love what I'm doing, and, and, and I wake up happy, and I, I think I'm probably the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. For sure, and it, that's encouraging to hear. And obviously, uh, like in in the the relationship that we've had uh, over the last two years, the first time we had you on, we were talking about uh, uh, um, a Supercross team and putting things together. And uh, obviously, you're still the owner of both uh, Milestone and uh, and Paris Raceway and uh, operating that. And in addition to that, you've uh, kind of branched out and uh, grabbed uh, so, some red cameras and uh, and and evolving things that way tell us a little bit about uh um obviously still running uh the the racetracks back home and um and and how what how you got into uh connecting with the bike life uh movement uh yeah i was doing all the motocross stuff which you know i still do with management teams but i'm not you know really so public anymore on the motocross side of things more more behind the scenes there but I just did. I just always had an attraction towards the bike lifestyle, you know, I, I guess I say the culture. And, uh, you know, I, I met him here, met him there through different acquaintances and things like that. And I just bonded with him. And there's a lot of loyalty in that culture. And there, the, people really have you back in that situation. And, uh, you know, naturally, I love to film. I love to edit. And so my camera came out. And the more I did it, just the more response the more better I felt about everything. And, and now it's the point of doing it full time. I'm doing it everywhere, all over the country. No kidding. Like, like, I, I kid you not. This guy, you're in New York right now. I believe last week you were back in SoCal, uh, ripping motos. And then, uh, you'll be, you'll be down in, in Miami later, uh, later on today, honestly. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's an ever evolving thing. And I want to preface this whole conversation by the fact that before there was motocross racing in North America, before there was, uh, sanctioned AMA races and stuff like that, you had riders, uh, 
going out into the hills, finding wherever they could to uh, to do what they love, and that's to be on two wheels and uh, to to constantly be pushing each other to evolve the sport that they're in. Uh, whether that be uh, in the hills of California or on on the streets of Atlanta, Miami, or New York, I feel like uh, uh, there are some parallels, though, and I think there, there's some people there's people who would rather to separate the two, but in in the grand scheme of things, they're not really all that all that different. Well, here's the thing with that. Like, you know, before motocross tracks, they were in the hills, like you've told me, and, and they got chased around. And until and they developed tracks for the, the community, they became a more accepted thing. I mean, even today with my tracks, the EPAs and stuff like that in California are always trying to shut us down. Even now, you know, motocross probably don't really realize they're still an unwanted group, you know, by the California standard and other places that, that have real, real high restrictions but they have that available to them and, and I fight to keep it there. And then, you know, I grew up a skateboarder and skateboarding. We used to get chased around, get tickets and we used to run from the cops all the time until they gave us skate parks. So now, you know, skate parks are there, they have a place and the bike life, they're in that same position now. But as a recent, like yesterday, I was at an Adidas shoot, you know, Adidas was shooting uh, six bike guys yesterday for a commercial. Jay crew just did a video with my, uh, one of my friends, nine boys, a real good guy out of LA Compton. And, um, you know, I've gotten multiple calls from uh, show producers that are all trying to get me to sign up to do TV shows now for the bike life because the bike life is such a growing culture and, and it's popping up nationwide everywhere. Eventually, they're gonna need to give them they're gonna need to give them a, a place to ride and, and let them do what they do. But I've got a I had a lot of a concentration on the motocross. I had the supercross team. I had the drink. Had a lot of things I was doing. But you know, the real honest truth. I kind of got pushed away from there just by my experience. I, it wasn't the direction I wanted to go with, with, with the way people were being. And so I'm putting my direction now and my, my thoughts of, of having a business mind into the bike life stuff. And I'm going to rent out a pretty big venue. We're in talks with them now. We're going to start something like Supercross, but for bike life. And that's coming. We're just doing all the negotiating now. And so in the next couple of years, I really know that this, this whole bike life is going to have an outlet in a good in a good way and then people could get to know the people from a different level and, and realize that they don't all steal their bikes and they aren't, aren't doing all the stuff that people try to you know um what do you call it? associate them with you know in every culture is obviously always a bad apple but the majority is you know good just good people Right, and there's there's a this a stigma and uh, some assumptions that are that, that get made by like the, the, the there's been uh, instances where uh, we had AJ Catanzaro's bike get stolen a couple of years ago in uh, in Atlanta, and uh, obviously like the the scenario there was that it was uh, it ended up getting in the hands of somebody who was was doing some some like some bike life uh, maneuvers out on the streets, and that's how they ended up getting the bike back. But this is all kind of circumstance of the fact that that's just where that bike ended up. Whether that bike got stolen by whoever and wherever it ended up is kind of besides the point. And like in in a lot of ways, um, I would I would like to see eventually uh, some some guys rolling out for the opening ceremonies of a supercross near you with the front wheel in the air or or uh, doing any any other type of maneuver because I think that uh, two wheel skill and uh, should be showcased on a grander stage and I think eventually whether it be, when it goes to airstrips whether that goes to uh, uh, right down uh, Main Street in, uh, in in Madison Square uh, in in New York I think that there's there's some, there's a skill level and there's uh, there needs to be a place for 
for you guys to um, to showcase it because uh, it's impressive and it's not it's something that uh, you can scoff at it all you like, but there's there's a very few amount of people who can do what those uh, what the bike life uh, individuals can do on two wheels or one. Well, as far as that goes, I've definitely crashed pretty bad learning how to wheelie. <laughs> like, I don't get to practice as much as I'm the filmer, but but I definitely it's it's a respectable uh, skill. That's for sure. And as far as the, the motorsports go, you know, you talked about the NFL, baseball, golf, tennis. They're, they're, they're huge. Now, you take motocross or bike life comparably, they're, they're not as big anywhere near that level. But if you could blend the two and, and start to, I guess, get along because not a lot of people accept the uh, bike lifers, you could grow in numbers and, and be something more powerful in the world. And, and in the end, it brings, it brings uh, careers to people. You know, and then I want to touch a little about what you said about Mr. Business and, and AJ Cantonero. I when that happened with, with his bike getting stolen in Atlanta a couple of years back, I was in a van with business driving. And you know, he, he's a videographer and he saw right. a bike get taken from the police. He had no idea it was a stolen bike. He just films and, and he thought the cops took a guy's bike away. So he filmed and he, he posted like, Ah, oh, guy lost his bike today because again, we'd rather be riding bikes than shooting them up, bang bang. And, and a lot of these people that, you know, normally would have a different uh, way of life, they, they find a love of the bike and, and they mature to, you know, most important time in adolescence, they, they, they mature to better people because they grow up just riding bikes versus getting into whatever they're going to get into besides that. But when I was in the van, we drove to Philadelphia that day and, and I saw 250, 300 comments on Mr. Business's uh uh, Instagram and they were like they, they they really got with them. I mean they were like fuck you you nigger we're gonna hang you by the tree we're gonna this we're gonna that and 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 they 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 said anything you could think of to try to degrade him and I I was listening to what he was saying to his film crew and they were all like look what they're saying look what they're saying look at this we got it we got to say something and he just said listen we're not gonna ever go to that level we're never gonna react like that and and we're just gonna keep working don't don't respond don't get anyone. You know, people feel that way. They're going to feel that way, but we don't ever want to really be what they think we are because we're not. And I remember I looked at Biz and, and my respect for him in that moment grew because he, he had every right to defend himself, but he right. he just, took, I guess, took the, the, the higher road. The ultimate high road in that spec, yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's a lot of the people don't understand about a lot of the bike life for guys. Like, I'm in this every day all over the country, and I, I meet some of the best people I've ever met in my life. Uh, on the outside looking in, you automatically think worse of them. But I got to tell you, some of the most outstanding people I've ever met are in this culture, and and they would die for you, you know, and they and they would give their shirt to you for sure. Like that's not a joke. And, and when they say bikes bring bonds, they they get that. And I wish that motocross could un- understand that a little better. I mean, two years ago when I went to my track, so many people used to talk so much about me and me associating with bike life. But it's kind of weird today. When I show up my track, a lot of the kids want to show me they can ride wheelies now. They're all trying to do it, and, and it's kind of cool to see. I don't know whether they're seeing it on the, the music videos or the commercials now or, or, or on YouTube, but like, I like that a lot of the kids are trying because for the first time, there's a little blending going on with the new generation of, of kids that are riding bikes on the track. And, you know, if they could be inspired either way, a lot of the bike life guys, they, they want to try dirt. They all the time say, Jimmy, take me to the track, take me to the track. You know, it, it goes both ways, and, and it'd be cool to see everybody just do it all. 
for sure. We're we're all on on, on dirt bikes after all, and uh, the, there's a skill yeah. set that's developed developed uh, within both. And I think there, if there was a more of a mutual respect, uh, then like it, it would just be a, a more of an equal playing field, and there would be uh, like you'd see more uh, you'd see more motocross in movies, you'd see more bike life in movies, and uh, if you you put motorcycles and motocross and and motorcycles all all under one umbrella, it's all part of one uh, family. And I think that like totally i like the the appreciation and the uh and the the love and support that i've received from whether it be biz or or uh or mont or yourself uh is honestly unlike anything else that i've experienced even on the motorcross side of things so there's there's a huge respect level there's a huge support level and like you said uh people uh, really take care of their own within that community and i think that's something that the uh, motocross community community could learn from Definitely, and and I, I hate to bag on them, but they could learn from them, and and if they really have an open mind, they would, you know, because you know the real truth is I'm not around motocross reason for for a lot of reasons of just the way people treat people. I mean, they say it's one big love, and and you do feel the same thing on the dirt track. You do, you really do, and and I love my bike. I love riding my bike, and I love riding with my friends. But a lot of times when people just say crazy stuff. You know, the other day, yeah, we're all on bikes. That that simple. And companies like, you know, the manufacturers and people that sell products in this community should want everybody to get along because at the end of the day, that's growth. And growth creates sales and careers. Absolutely. Like, if, if there was an equal amount of motocross videos being made as there was uh, bike life videos being made, we'd have to have uh, a 10 times the amount of people currently making uh, bike life videos and that would give 10 new fil- film crews uh, uh, jobs and that would sell 10, 10 more sets of red cameras or whether that be like uh, uh, sta- stabilizing uh, uh, apparatuses and this, that and the other thing and uh, that might provoke uh, some old airstrips to uh, convert themselves into a, a breeding ground for those skills and then you see the that skill level and the, the tricks within bike life just totally evolve from there and that's exactly what we saw with more across give it a venue and you'll see it flourish and uh um i I would love to see it and i think that um i if if you look at it from uh a a greater uh point of view something just outside of uh like hoodlums on on bikes um like there's a stigma there and i think once you remove that and you see it for what it is and and the 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 skill level and the unity then uh you can you can move past that and create something better Definitely, and I'm telling you, 100% without a doubt, we will have that venue, and I'm excited for it because you're going to have an audience, not just bike life audience, you know, the the general public, and they'll get to know each rider, and over time, they'll become their own superstars of of the industry, and they'll be able to make a living from it, and and then it'll become, you know, uh, uh, you know, worldwide recognized sport, and hopefully, it still keeps its core because a lot of times when things blow up to an uh, commercial level you can lose that core and and that's what we're very protective now because i I gotta tell you i get i'm i'm getting it's just weird like how it's trending because i'm getting calls from every other company out there trying to reach through me to get to a lot of these riders to do different products endorsements and things like that but we're real careful about who we're going to deal with because we don't want to ruin what it is but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day yes it'd be good people get paid we just got to be really careful about how we grow this um, as a community, because you know how it is, it, it can it can distort, Absolutely. and I don't want and it to distort know. ever. 
tread lightly but in, in all reality the fact that there are more eyeballs on it is an encouraging thing um yeah. as far as uh as you've seen it over the last two years how have you seen it evolve whether that be in with acceptance among communities or as well as uh, law enforcement if they're able to kind of funnel it into a uh, a less dangerous spot for where it's going to happen uh are are law enforcement more perceptive to allowing it to continue and seeing it more as a spectacle I mean, that, that depends on the day in the city, and some cities are more accepting, and some aren't. Like, I was just in New Orleans last month filming. Uh, we had a Mardi Gras ride out out there, and the police there 100% do not chase you. They don't care. As long as you don't cause trouble, they leave you alone. Uh, we had one time they chased us only because we were by the levee, and they, as soon as we got away from the levee, they just turned off the lights, and they were good. Because the way they see it is, look, the crime rate is crazy and the murder rate is crazy. And when we see all these kids riding bikes, you know, they're staying busy pursuing a, at this point, you know, a hobby that keeps them off the streets doing dumb shit and they like it. And so they're cool with it. They don't have a problem, you know, but then, uh, I can go another city and, and, and I was in New Jersey and they had a rookie cop and the rookie cop was new and he didn't understand what was going on. And he, he chased and chased and chased and chased. And the end of the day, a bunch of the cops were there. They said, we didn't care. We didn't care. That was a rookie cop. He doesn't understand. We want you guys riding. We're okay with it. You know, because they can do their own statistical numbers and say, you know what? Adolescents, they're going to find trouble if they're not busy. That's a fact. And so, yes, you're, you're riding the streets. You're, you're, you are breaking traffic laws, and that's, that's kind of the uh, debate there. But at the end of the day, they're chasing a hobby, and they're staying busy doing that. And, and some kids uh, that, that, that would otherwise be definitely find a trouble they're done they're excited they're tired and go to bed after a good day of riding absolutely yeah they don't have time to get they don't have time or energy to get in trouble if uh if they're working on bikes or if they're uh they're just uh, frankly too tuckered out good point there as well um as far as uh your future as far as um filming and uh, and building this where, where would you like to see it be in, in in a year five years from now um well we're going to make movies and we're writing scripts now for those movies and we're going to cast all bike life type people. So all our stars will be in our community. Now, you know, they'll have bikes in them, but it's not like they'll be only bike driven. They'll have a, uh, a story there, but it's, 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 it's just going to show more growth when, when they're hitting the movies of the bikes, it's going to show that people in the community become, you know, actors, um, the bike life venues will become. And, and I base all my stuff off, January of uh, Martin Luther King Day in Miami, and each year I just want to make sure that I've tripled whatever growth I'm doing inside there by every MLK. And where do I see it? I mean, only up. That's that's and and, and right now, oh, that's another thing. I think it's in um, Cleveland, I believe it was. They're the first city just provided a place for bike riders to ride. There you go. And, and I hope other cities follow because that means that the cities are recognizing it's not going away and it's only growing and nationwide. They are they are popping up, you know, riders everywhere, and they're getting together, and they're they're called packs. They're coming out in packs, and the new cities don't know what to do, and they they go after them. But other cities where it's been around more in the east of the country, they they they're looking at it more like we need to do something because it has to, it has to get somewhere. And right, if it's uh, not going to go away, then funnel it into a spot where it's going to have a home. Well, look at it this way: they they get the helicopters, the cops. They probably spend a hundred thousand a day chasing them around. 
if you just didn't do that for a month, there's your money to provide a strip. And then yeah, everybody exactly. will go there. Because the, the riders want a strip. They're asking for a strip. They, they've asked the cities multiple times, give us a strip. We'll, we'll stay out of your hair. Give us someone to ride. Like, we want to ride because in other places you have tracks and things like that. But a lot of these people from urban cities, like I'm in New York, you're just not going to have a track in New York City. You're just not. You know, there's no, not, there's, there's you no, you got to drive quite that. some ways before you're, uh, you see some, uh, wide open spaces. Exactly. In a lot of the urban cities, you have trains and tunnels and things like that where you don't need a car or don't have a car and parking's a nightmare. Parking storage is a nightmare. So a lot of people don't have cars. So again, to reiterate that there's just not a place like to, to go ride other than in your city. And they, they have the same attraction to bikes. They're going to ride them that simple. Yeah. And, I hope that every city eventually does it. And I'll tell you, if I get big enough and strong enough and, and everything works itself out monetarily in my life, I'll, I'll start providing strips in a couple of years because everything's going to evolve. And if I can be, you know, helping that evolution, I, I'm, I'm more than willing. For sure. And you're on the ground floor of this thing, man. You understand where it's going. Um, as far as uh, like uh, um, some some brands associated with it or brands that be, that are uh, built because of it, uh, where can people get more information on uh, whether it be Caribbean Bike Life or uh, MLK or even yourself? Um, Caribbean Bike Life, they have a website. They also have an Instagram. It's uh, Caribbean Bike Life. We our my website thepeeps dot com where we're doing clothing for the community. Anybody else that you know wants to you know be a part of it out there. It'll be at freetopeeps.com. And yeah, Trust Me Vodka that's making, you know, for the adults, they're they're making the first Bike Life bottle ever. And uh, Bespoke Helmets, which is at bespokebikelife.com also. These are all companies that are in our culture, in this community. And, you know, Google and in the videos and things like that, you're going to find a way to get there if, if, if you want to be a part of it. And then also, you know, we've got some people like, uh, you know, I know you know Pete from Traction MX. Course, he's yeah. out there that he's a very uh, heartfelt person. He's a good dude, and he's starting to make all the seats for everybody. And um, Brand from AGX Designs, he's starting to make all the bike life graphics. And these are people that that, that bend over backwards for you, and and um, they're everybody I definitely definitely endorse. For sure, and uh, and someone who uh, to uh, gets your seal of approval is definitely worthy of it. Um, Jimmy, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. And uh, I think that uh, I think the the people are uh, are encouraged to see that you're you're still out there, you're still uh, progressing and making things bigger. When's the next time we're going to see you get uh, some knobbies in dirt? Because uh, of course, everyone is drooling over that edit that we dropped this morning or later late last night, earlier this morning, uh, of of me spinning some laps at uh, your track at Milestone. Dude, I, I love riding the dirt. I do. It's just I'm so busy now. Like I get a ride. Heck yeah once every couple of weeks and then I get a film myself riding once every couple of months. So like when I do ride, it's like I pop up in town, I grab my bike, I ride real quick and I catch a flight. And I, uh, but, but we're, uh, I'm going to try to ride more for sure. I, I definitely am. And, and I was excited to see your video video came out good and it's just fun to do all this. No doubt, man. It came out awesome. I really appreciate it. It was a great day of riding, and uh, you've always been a huge supporter of what everything I'm doing, man. Including uh, and you and everyone that I've, I've con- been connected through you, whether that be uh, Paul and Brandy Varese at, uh, at at MX Pro Parts or uh, the great. Brandon Beaver, who uh, gave me a place to stay for six weeks in uh, in, in Marietta, which uh, honestly, without him, I would not have been able to do my uh, my stay down in California. That was a huge plus for me. 
No, Brandon's a real dude, and and when he has someone's back, he has their back. He 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 of a lot of people really understands that. And my thing is with you know getting behind what you do and other people like Pete and Traction and stuff like that. When when I see people that 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 work hard and and they're doing it for themselves, and I guess the little guy on the come up, I I always give everything I have for them. They anything they need, I I just I love the little guy coming up. I I love the hard worker, you know, and and I hope that they they blossom always into something you know, whatever they can be proud of, whatever level. Awesome, man. Well, uh, always, always a positive, uh, always positive about how things are coming together. And I really appreciate you giving me some time on a busy day. Don't hang up just yet for podcast sake. Cut it off right there. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it, Brad. And, um, uh, shout out to everybody listening.